What Happens When I Episode number 5 What Happens When I Care for Others Why can't we be friends? 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 What's the question? What happens when I care for others? Oh, God. What happens when I care for others? Uh, <laughs> well, let's, uh, in the spirit of honesty, <laughs> oh, am I really going to say this? Do I have to say this? I have to say this. I have to. There's no way out of it. There's no way I can answer this question honestly without saying this, which is that I don't care. I don't care about others. And why should I? I mean, I guess I could dodge that by saying, well, this is what happens when I care for others, but it's only a very small portion of what I do. And what does it really mean? What does caring for someone mean? Like there's this thing of carers. So someone with a disability has a carer. And I've had some friends who have done that job. And I've heard a little bit about what it's like. And it's a real tough industry. It's a real, it's a real hard job to have like it's a real it's a real slog it's really difficult and yet it's so important like it's really important and the difference that a single person can make is so huge so much difference like there was this one friend who had this job and he was basically just doing you know just just simple things like shopping or going on outings or buying new clothes or just organizing things, you know, house cleaning, whatever, just basic things with this guy that had a disability. And I asked him, well, what happens if you can't do the job? What happens if you quit or you can't do it for some reason? You need a sick day or something. And he said, well, there's no one else. It just doesn't get done. And the difference in the quality of life for that man that he was taking care of was huge because it meant that no one could come in and you know, clean his house or take care of him. He might have made mistakes with his shopping. So then he hasn't got the right food or he's got something wrong with his diet. So his diet goes wrong. And with certain disabilities, that can be a big problem. And I don't know any, I don't know any of the details of who, whoever this was. I don't know anything, but it was just enough to know that there was a big difference. And 
to know like, wow, you, you honestly, like I honestly think that there's an assumption where you just think, well, if someone can't do the job, you get someone else. Like in a lot of industries, that's the case. And sure, that's half the game. That's, that's the game of staffing. And it's always, I mean, there's always a struggle. It's always something a bit tricky. Like why can't people just be in their place and everyone does the job that they do? It's just a simplistic way of looking at any industry. There's always change. There's always new people coming, going. And you think, wow, so we're in Australia and we have that problem of not enough carers. What must it be like in some other countries? Like, whoa. And that's not even to say anything of like a third world country. Like, whoa. Like, what? Like, it's just, like, what does it mean to care? Like, what can I do? Like, when I see a homeless person, do I care? Sure, I feel really bad. Like, I feel like, what kind of world are we living in? What went wrong in that man's life? How did they end up there? Like, what, what is that? What, what is that? What am I supposed to do with that? Because then it's like, well, what are you going to do about it? And it's like, okay, I'll, I'll give him some money. And I have given money away. I've given a lot. I don't know if I would say a lot. It's not really for me to brag or bring that up, but I've given money to charity and I've given money to people and in, in personal circumstances, like seeing a homeless person, I've given money to them. But is that the same as caring? Is that what happens? Like what happens in that situation? What is happening there? Do I help? Am I actually changing something? And what happens to me? Like, what's the feeling? What's the, what's the sensation? Is it guilt? Is it fear? Because we could slightly change this question to what happens when I help others? And this word care means well, they're some, in some kind of way at a disadvantage initially. I mean, the other thing is that, we'll, well, we all have normal care that's needed. Well, I don't know. I mean, can you care for yourself? Yes. I mean, certain people can just care for themselves. So care, care is not like a... Care in that sense is just sort of like day-to-day -day stuff. It's not a disability or a big disadvantage like poverty it's just, well, it's just your person. You have a diet, you clean your teeth, you have your shower, you do your basic stuff. And usually people don't need help with that unless there is something acute in their condition, such as poverty or an illness. And I've never cared for someone who was dying. That's a whole different category. Palliative care. What does it mean to do palliative care? Well, I have no idea. It's just, it's just way over my head. It's just way outside my realm. And this is why, well, I have to say that I don't care. It doesn't mean I'm not moved by certain stories or relationships. It doesn't mean that I don't care. 
in the generic sense. It's just that I don't like like what what am I supposed to do? Just sit here and say that I'm like full of myself? Like I'm too like why don't I care? Like if I say, okay, I have strong feelings but it's passing then you can say, well you don't really care because it's not translating into action or something like that. So what's stopping that? Is it a value sphere? Is it a belief? Is it a psychological composition? Is it just that I'm too wrapped up in my own life? Well, yes, really. That's what it comes down to. I'm just too full of myself. I've got my own my own hang-ups, my own... I don't want to say problems... It's just what I'm occupied with is not so much. And I mean, there's there's also this thing of the green meme. Like, this is the green meme coming through. Like, how do you, how do you really, like, is that a mature response to caring? It's just to see a homeless person than to give money. Is that the great, is that like the deepest scenario we can paint here? Well, not really. I'm sure there's more to caring than that. I'm sure we can broaden what we're talking about here. Because we could say, well, there's other ways to care, not through just getting a job in palliative care or giving money to the homeless people. There's caring in, well, how do you care in your way? How do you share your insights or your knowledge? And And in that way, well, I care very much. That really is the deepest way that I can care. And the way I help others is by speaking. The way I help others is by explaining certain traps that I've fallen into. Explaining things I wish people had explained to me sooner. Explaining philosophies or psychologies or telling stories. And is it really helping? You know, I really don't know. I actually have no idea if this is helping at all. So what does it feel like to care in that sort of way? Well, it feels very good. It feels great to talk. It feels great to share. Sharing is caring. It feels great to share knowledge. And it's not motivated by guilt. That's very different to giving... It's very different. Sharing knowledge is very different to sharing money with a homeless person. It's very different. Yeah, I don't know. how. What happens when I care for others? There's a proportion of it, it also there's also this thing of the proportion of like taking care of myself to how much I can help others or how much I care for others. And this is a funny one because it can be taken the wrong way, like, oh, that's just an excuse for you to be full of yourself and to only serve yourself. But the more I go into it, it's like, well, 
I can't care for others because I'm too occupied with my own issues. But if I cared deeper about myself and I'm honest with my issues and I actually work out my issues, then that allows more space for me to care for others. And it means that anyone else who is in the same sort of situation or going through the same sort of thing, I can help with because I've been through it. And there's always that. That's the case for everyone. And there's a thing in me that sort of wants to put it into a very black and white simplistic thing of like, oh, we're, you know, if you need help, you're on the lower, and if you're enlightened, then you're on the higher. And we're all trying to get from the lower to the higher, and those that are higher can help those that are lower, and so on. But I really don't like that. I don't like that picture. It's too simplistic. It's too black and white. It's diametrically opposing thing of up and down or good and bad or the enlightened and those that need saving. I don't like it. I don't think that's what's happening here. Because also in my process of talking, in the process itself is the help that I'm giving myself or the the figuring out. So it's not like I figure things out and then come back and deliver the results. It's actually the process as well is occurring in real time. Which is exactly what's happening now. Like, am I, what, what happens when I care for others? Am I caring for others right now? <laughs> is that what's happening? Should I just say what's happening right now? And what is a caring act? What does it mean to care for someone? Like, if I tried to think of a situation where I could say that was a caring act. I'd say, well, it would be trying to make someone else's condition better. Whenever I try to make someone else's condition better, that is caring. And then we can say, well, do you gain anything from that? Well, that's a very very selfish way of caring, isn't it? And I don't know how that factors in. What I gain or how it is. At this stage, I don't gain any monetary. Anything, I don't gain any money. At this stage, it's purely just... Self gratification, <laughs> ego gratification. <laughs> and well, another thing is how can you be sure that the things you're doing? I mean, this comes back to the giving the money to the, to the homeless person scenario, which is how do you know that the things you're doing are actually helping other people? You might just be causing more tangles. I might just be causing more tangles and more mess by talking on this microphone here. I might be causing more confusion, more worry. But I don't think that, I mean, that's not my intention. And I don't think you could listen to me and get that 
if you really were getting it, if you really were understanding what's going on here, it's safe to say you don't you don't get it. And that's not to say something against unstable states. You can feel very unstable. You can be getting things and feel very unstable, which is similar to a sense of confusion. Being confused and unstable, well, that's a definition hair-splitting, which we can do when the time is right, but for now it's just, I think it's clear. Clear enough to just know that there is a difference. What happens when I care for others? You know, I had this thing, like when I was learning one of these psychology models or something, and I was reading about how in old age, old age you start caring for others, or you try, try and give back to the community, or you want a sense of contribution. And I was thinking, well, I'll, I'll be really advanced, and I'll jump ahead in the psychology model, and I'll get to the higher level, and I'll just start caring for people now. And I sort of had this like, okay, how do I care for others? And then I was like, okay, I'm going to start a foundation which sells art and it's going to make lots of money and the foundation will give that money to people who need it. But in order to do that, in order to build the foundation, I need to have really good art which is making lots of money. So it's worth lots of money. So to do that, I have to get really good at art and make the artworks myself. <laughs> and of course, this was just like, you just want to do art. You just want to get good at art. It's still self-centered. It's just like a twisting of what you're going to do anyway into some picture of, oh, this is helping others. So you could you could say that about what I'm doing right now, like the podcast is a creative project. Like I'm starting it out because I want to help people, because I care for others. I want to be really advanced because I've found this I've found this amazing stuff and I've come through all my stuff, all my problems, and now I'm sharing with others and I'm gonna help others who are less fortunate than me. Well, no, not really. This is the same it's the same sort of thing as the artworks. It's like, you just want to talk. You just want to talk. You just want to do these awareness techniques. Like answering koans of what happens when I. And so on. You just want to talk. You just like the sound of your own voice. You just think you're so clever that you need to talk lots and lots. So in that way, really, I'm not helping anyone. I'm not caring about anyone. I don't care. But there is also still the side of me that does care. That is deeply because because when when I like when you follow the personal line like oh I don't care I'm going to do this anyway. You can start following that as an inquiry like well, well why do you do it? And you say well because it makes me feel good. And you know expand on that. Okay, well because I have feelings and there are different emotions around it and I get to express myself and there are certain ideas and I have insights and when I have insights, my day is much better. 
and it's a reason to keep organized and stay sharp and wake up and have my perceptions clear, have my mind sorted, have my diet on track. It's just sort of like a really good go-get creative thing. And when the creative juices flow, then there's creative juices. And you say, wow, well, it really means a lot to you, doesn't it? And I say, yes, it does mean a lot to you. A lot to me. And then you can say, well, who do you think's listening? Do you think anyone's listening? And I can say, well, I can say who I hope is listening. And I can say who I hope, how I hope, or I, I hope how it will be taken. I can say how I hope it will be taken. And you can say, well, what do you hope it will be taken? I say, well, I hope it will be interesting. I hope it will offer some clarity. I hope it will be something that's seen as from a place of love. I hope it's something that opens people to their hearts. Something that opens people to new knowledge and to other speakers and to other thinkers and other visionaries of the world. And you see, at this point in the inquiry, you start to see, well, I do care. And I am doing it for others. What happens when I care? Well, how do I care? I can only care in the way that I can, which I'm capable of. And this whole thing of, like, like say you give someone an idea and it's just a cold, hard, isolated idea such as you need to care for others. Like that, that's it. You need to care for others. You take that and you give it to someone. Well, first of all, they can take it in so many different ways. And let's just assume that however you impart this idea means that they take it seriously. And they take it to mean something and they believe you. Well, then now they're going to be acting out this idea, which is only within, which can only manifest itself within the realm of possibilities according to what they are. They still have to fit it in with all their other things. Like there's their, per- their personality, their traits, their, their situation, their, their, their whole condition. Do I really need to, to, to weed apart, tear apart and isolate all the different components of the human condition? It's like putting a, a, a dash of honey into the big pot the big stew, or the soup. So it's like, well, what, what, am, what are we supposed to do with that? And some people are real do-gooders. Some people dedicate their lives to, well, I just need to help others. And that's still just an idea. And it's so hard to talk about such things because there's so many different ways in which that manifests. 
Like, like who's a real who's a real do-gooder? Who's someone who's just like, yep, I'm just going to help. I'm just going to save poverty. That's my life goal. I'm just going to stop. I'm going to end world poverty. Well, you can say, well, how effective are you at that? Well, how do you go about doing that? How do you mobilize people to help you with that? Where do you get your funding from? Is it all your money? Where's that money coming from? Well, these people that give to charity, that's another question. You can always ask, where did this money come from? How did you make this money? Maybe that's the cynic coming out in me. <laughs> what happens when I care for others? Well, like, in a, in a basic sense, like... Say, say I go out to have coffee with a friend and I say, well, can I pay for this? That could be sort of seen as a generic kind of caring act. And in that sense, well, I feel good. It feels good to buy someone lunch or to buy someone a coffee, especially when I can afford it, which at certain times I can, certain times I can't. And if it's the other way around... Well, then I feel bad. Like it's it, there's a, there's always this thing like, can I allow someone to care for me? Like that's that's sort of a reversal of this question. We, it's it's so funny that there's two reversals to this question. We've just realised we can say, what happens when I care for others? Which is what happens when I don't care for others? Well, then we can say, what happens when others care for me? What happens when others don't care for me? Like, what do I expect? Do I expect people to have a certain amount of attention on me? People to take notice? That's a very subtle way of caring. It's just listening to someone. I can listen to your problems because I care. And I don't have to do anything about them to care. I don't need to have a response or offer advice or do anything about it. But just listening to problems can be a way of caring. Just listening to someone. Just validating someone. Validating someone's, what should we say, whatever it is that they are or whatever it is that they're going through, validating them can be a very rich thing, a very kind giving in a very subtle way. And do I think others care for me? Does anyone care for me? Well, in that sense, it's like, well, if something went wrong, how would you feel? Like if something went wrong to one of my loved ones or one of my friends or something, how would I feel? Of course, I'd feel terrible. And I'd want to help, and I would help. And maybe with the arrangements how they are, it wouldn't be clear exactly how to help. It would be a bit strange. Or I'd still feel awkward or I'd still feel a bit guilty. And then we can say, well, where's the line between a friend and a homeless person? 
And just what's, what sort of situations are we talking about? Like if someone has a car crash or something like that. I mean, there's always this there's always this thing of expectation like what if you help too much like say someone had a say someone had a car crash and then you someone came along and said oh I'll, I'll pay for all of it you say no that's that's too much or someone says I'll I'll pay oh, even smaller than that like I'll buy you lunch when you know you don't need to like is that just a subtle way of saying I'm better than you Like, why, why are you paying for lunch? You think you're better than me? You ain't better than me. I'm buying you lunch. <laughs> and I'm going to give a tip in your name. <laughs> the one-upmanship. It's definitely a game that happens when people care for others. But there's this, there's this thing. Like, it's a strange lie, a sort of unspoken understanding that... We take care of ourselves. And anyone who steps outside of that, well, they encounter something quite strange. Especially if it's between, if it's in a closely, like if we say that there are people who are really, really desperate, like people who are just poverty-stricken. Now, there's this thing where if you help them, it's okay. Good on you. Well done. You're a do-gooder in the world. But then there's also this thing of, like, say you're middle class and you help someone else who's also middle class, well, then you must be friends or something. And it should be, like, there's, there's a difference there. There's a difference between helping someone who's also middle class. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that unless you knew them personally. Like the per, like you know them personally and you know them impersonally. There's a rule of how far down you help and in which way. Like it's pretty common courtesy. Well, not common courtesy. It's sort of a. It's said in the way of. Like, so it's socially acceptable. That's what I'll say. It's socially acceptable to have a, a sort of like monthly payment to a charity where you don't really know where the money's going. Whereas if you did that for a friend who was sort of in the same sort of economic situation as you, that would be a bit weird. There'd be something funny about that. And I'm reminded of Peter Singer because he's the Australian philosopher who sort of gets into these moral dilemmas. And he's got this famous book called Famine, Affluence and Morality. And he's got these famous thought experiments of who should help others. And he goes into all the parameters of location and whether you know them personally or not and the difference in pay scale and he's worked it all out he's discovered it all and illustrated it's very it's very moving writing it's like a call to action writing and yeah i remember i remember reading that for the first time and really thinking quite deeply and being very 
like the the feeling like the feeling is what gets me it's like whoa what can we do how do we do something about this and i don't know if emotion enough is i don't know if emotion alone is going to be enough for that it has to be a shift in values and emotion is good for triggering like a one-off action. But to have a, a shift in perspective, you need a, like a whole bunch of emotions in different ways and all coordinated over a span of a certain amount of time with a certain depth. So it's a much bigger, like a paradigm shift is much bigger. And really, when it comes to the world's problems, everyone should be able to live in luxury. That's what I believe. That's what I feel, is that everyone should have the same advantages as the rich. Everyone should be able to live comfortably. Everyone should be free from disease. Everyone should be free from desperation. And I do feel very hurt by the world we live in because I've seen some terrible things with my own eyes it's one thing to talk about a beggar or a homeless person it's another to really encounter one to be in the same place as one and I'm, I'm helpless I'm completely helpless what happens when I care for others? I feel helpless. It's not that I don't care. It's just that I don't understand. It's too far out of my realm of abilities in every way, in how I comprehend it, in my actions, in self-sacrificing, in seeing past my own problems, in expanding my worldview. So I don't know. There's no answer for me. I can't answer this question. What happens when I care for others? This is, this is a, a question that remains open. A question that doesn't have any like there's not like a, there's nothing there's just nothing there there's no resolve there's no it's, and I can't see how it's not always going to be there like like what am I supposed to do just work really really hard and build a foundation that is helping the disadvantaged in some way like is that really what's going to be motivating me like I'm not I'm nowhere near that like I'm still I'm just still stuck in my own small world. Or I still enjoy my own big world too much, maybe, <laughs> is another way of putting it. So my solution is what it's always been. I'll help how I can in the way that I can. And when the opportunity comes to help more, then, well, we can do that. We can do that together. 
And I'll be the last person to be saying those richer than us should be doing more. It's not my job to cast judgment. 